Welcome to Manna for Breakfast, the daily Bible reading devotional which chronologically takes you through the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation in one year. Grab a cup of coffee and your Bible and join us as we journey together through God's Word. Good morning and welcome to another morning as we're getting into God's Word. We are looking at... Um, Hosea chapter 12, 13 and 14 today, and Isaiah 28. So we'll get into that in just a second. But first, I thought we'd look at this day in trivia. Who said no man has a good enough memory to be a successful liar? Abraham Lincoln. Pretty amazing. Yep, so, so very true. Well, we'll look at some of the the other Interesting things that happened on this day on September 18th. U.S. President Jimmy Carter files a report saying that he sighted a UFO in 1969. According to Carter, it was the darnest thing I'd ever seen. It was big, it was bright, changed colors, and it was about the size of the moon. I watched it for 10 minutes, but none of us could figure out what it was. If I became president, oh, if I become president, I'll make every piece of information this country's has about UFO sightings available to the public and scientists, which he didn't. Hmm, Jimi Hendrix chokes to death on his own vomit in 1970 on this date, September 18th. Hmm, why? Because he was intoxicated with barbiturates. Oh, wow. Man, tough, tough life being famous. September 18th, get smart. 1965, debuts on TV. <laughs> Great show. I watched it all the time as a kid. And um, let's see. There's all kinds of stuff here, but I'm just trying to look at something that would be a little bit interesting for our purposes. Well, I think that'll that'll do it, except for the first white woman Indian chief. How about that one? September 18th, 1891. Harriet Maxwell Converse becomes an honorary chief of the Six Nations tribe. She was an advocate for the rights of the Seneca and Iroquois tribes in New York State, helping them retain their lands and preserve their culture. So they made her an honorary chief. That's pretty cool. Well, let's look over this day. Not this day. Well, let's look over in Hosea today, chapter 12. Father God, thank you for this morning. I do pray you just guide us. Direct us, help us understand these interesting prophecies we're looking at, especially in such a, a beautiful book of prophecy of Hosea and your revealing of yourself as a husband who desires to redeem his his harlot wife, redeem back that which was unloved and unwanted by the world. So thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hosea chapter 12. Ephraim feeds on the wind and pursues the east wind continually and multiplies lies and violence. Moreover, he makes a covenant with Assyria and oil is carried to Egypt. The Lord also has a dispute with Judah. I will punish Jacob according to his ways. I will repay him according to his deeds. In the womb, he took his brother by the heel and in his maturity, he contended with God. Yes, he wrestled with the angel and prevailed. He wept and sought his favor. He found him at Bethel, and there he spoke with us. Even the Lord, the God of hosts, the Lord is his name. Therefore, return to your God, observe kindness and justice, and wait for your God continually. 
a merchant in whose hands are false balances. He loves to oppress. And Ephraim said, Surely I have become rich. I have found wealth for myself. In all my labors they will find in me no iniquity, which would be sin. But I have been the Lord your God since the land of Egypt. I will make you live in tents again, as in the days of the appointed festival. I have also spoken to the prophets, and I gave numerous visions, and through the prophets I gave parables. Is there iniquity in Gilgal? Surely they are worthless. In Gilgal they sacrifice bulls. Yes, their altars are like the stone heaps beside the furrows of the field. Now Jacob fled to the land of Aram, and Israel worked for a wife, and for a wife he kept sheep. But by a prophet the Lord brought Israel from Egypt, and by a prophet he was kept. Ephraim has provoked to bitter anger. So his Lord will leave his blood guilt on him and bring back his reproach to him. Chapter 13 When Ephraim spoke, there was trembling when he exalted himself in Israel. But through Baal he did wrong and died. And now they sin more and more, and they make for themselves molten images, idols skillfully made from their silver, all of them the work of craftsmen. I say to them, let the men who sacrifice kiss the calves. Therefore they will be like the morning cloud and like the dew which soon disappears, like chaff which is blown away from the threshing floor and like smoke from a chimney. Yet I have been the Lord your God since the land of Egypt, and you were not to know any God except me, for there is no Savior beside me. I cared for you in the wilderness, in the land of drought. As they had their pasture, they became satisfied, and being satisfied, their heart became proud. Therefore they forgot me, So I will be like a lion to them, like a leopard. I will lie in wait by the wayside. I will encounter them like a bear robbed of her cubs, and I will tear open their chests. There I will also devour them like a lioness, as a wild beast would tear them. It is your destruction, O Israel, that you are against me, against your help. Where now is your king, that he may save you in all your cities? And your judges, whom you requested, give me a king and princes. I gave you a king in my anger and took him away in my wrath. The iniquity of Ephraim is bound up. His sin is stored up. The pains of childbirth have come upon him. He is not a wise son, for it is not the time that he should delay at the opening of the womb. Shall I ransom them from the power of Sheol? Shall I redeem them from death? O death, where are your thorns? O Sheol, where is your sting? Compassion will be hidden from my sight. Though he flourishes among the reeds, an east wind will come, the wind of the Lord coming up from the wilderness, and his fountain will become dry, and his spring will be dried up. It will plunder his treasury in every precious article. Samaria will be held guilty, for she has rebelled against her God. They will fall by the sword. Their little ones will be dashed in pieces, and their pregnant women will be ripped open. Chapter 14. Return, O Israel, to the Lord your God, 
for you have stumbled because of your iniquity. Take words with you and return to the Lord. Say to him, Take away all iniquity and receive us graciously, that we may present the fruit of our lips. Assyria will not save us. We will not ride on horses, nor will we say again, Our God, to the work of our hands. For in you the orphan finds mercy. I will heal their apostasy. I will love them freely. For my anger has turned away from them. I will be like the dew to Israel. He will blossom like the lily. He will take root like the cedars of Lebanon. His shoots will sprout. And his beauty will be like the olive tree. And his fragrance like the cedars of Lebanon. Those who live in the shadow will again raise grain. And they will blossom like the vine. His renown will be like the wine of Lebanon. O Ephraim, what more have I to do with idols? It is I who answer and look after you. I am like a luxuriant cypress. From me comes your fruit. Whoever is wise, let him understand these things. Whoever is discerning, let him know them. For the ways of the Lord are right, and the righteous walk in them. But transgressors will stumble in them. So, the end of the book of Hosea. And of course we have... um, some New Testament prophecies or New Testament quote is quoted. O death, where are your thorns? O Sheol, where is your sting? Of course, we see that Paul um, references that in 1 Corinthians 15. We in a resurrected body as we overcome and have the, the new life in Christ and our bodies are raised from the dead. This prophecy back looking at as, uh, Israel and Judah was, they would come back from the dead from being in their captivity. They would rise up like a person dead from the judgment of God. Um, they would come back, and so you see all the Old Testament um, kind of application here because they were, they had forgotten. God says, you forgot me. You you went off and you bowed down to your gods, and you know, just go ahead and kiss your gods if you that which you made with silver, you might as well bow down and kiss it. Uh, say to them, let the men who sacrifice kiss the calves. Therefore, they will be like the morning dew and like the cloud soon disappears. In other words, they would be judged and they would be blown away like the chaff. But the New Testament application is, man, death will be swallowed up in victory when Jesus comes back. And, and as God says he loves Israel like Hosea was to love Gomer, his prostitute wife who had left him for other men and had done nothing but harlotry and rejected her husband, didn't love her husband. He says, I will remain faithful and true and I will wait for you. And when you come back, I will redeem you. In fact, he had to go searching for her when the world had rejected her and wanted her no longer and there's no longer any use for her. God goes and redeems her back. So we see this in Israel. We see this in um, how God has a love for us. Even in the church, there is some application here that God is a God who redeems. God is a God who takes any of us that the world doesn't want. He says, I will seek you out. I will find you, and I will redeem you. It's a beautiful, beautiful story of redemption, and there's so much we could develop here. 
So Israel has a future blessing as we have a future blessing. God will not give up on Israel. He will bring them back. He will redeem them. Uh, He invites them to turn back now to them. And uh, he knows they will. He says, you will take root again like the cedars of Lebanon. You will become beautiful again. This is God's promise to Israel when he comes back. And it's even happening now with the blossoming of Israel since they've been back in the land since 1948, even though they're still away from the Lord. God is still doing some amazing things. So chapter 8 of the book of Isaiah. Woe to the proud crown of the drunkards of Ephraim and to the fading flower of its glorious beauty, which is at the head of the fertile valley of those who are overcome with wine. Behold, the Lord has a strong and mighty agent. As a storm of hail, a tempest of destruction, like a storm of mighty overflowing waters. He has cast it down to the earth with his hand. The proud crown of the drunkards of Ephraim is trodden underfoot, and a fading flower of its glorious beauty, which is at the head of the fertile valley, will be like the first ripe fig prior to summer, which one sees, and as soon as it is in his hand, he swallows it. And the day of the Lord of hosts will be a beautiful crown and a glorious diadem to the remnant of his people, a spirit of justice for him who sits in judgment, a strength to those who repel the onslaught at the gate. And these also reel with wine and stagger from strong drink. The priest and the prophet reel with strong drink. They are confused by wine. They stagger from strong drink. They reel while having visions. They totter when rendering judgment. For all... The tables are full of filthy vomit without a single clean place. To those who would teach knowledge and to whom would he interpret a message? Those just weaned from milk, those just taken from the breast. For he says, order on order, order on order, line on line, line on line. A little here, a little there. Indeed, he will speak to this people through stammering lips and a foreign tongue. He who said to them, Here is rest, give rest to the weary, and here is repose. But they would not listen. So the word of the Lord to them will be order on order, order on order, line on line, line on line, here a little, a little here, a little there, that we may go and stumble backward, be broken, snared, and taken captive. Therefore hear the word of the Lord, O scoffers who rule this people who are in Jerusalem, because you have said, We have made a covenant with death and with Sheol. We have made a pact. The overwhelming scourge will not reach us when it passes by. For we have made falsehood a refuge, and we have concealed ourselves with deception. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a tested stone, a costly cornerstone for a foundation, firmly placed. He who believes in it will not be disturbed. I will make justice the measuring line, and righteousness the level. Then hail will sweep away the refuge of lies, and the water will overflow the secret place. Your covenant with death will be canceled, and your pact with Sheol will not stand. When the overwhelming scourge passes through, then you will become its trampling place. As often as it passes through, it will seize you. From morning after morning, it will pass through any time during the day or night, and it will be a sheer terror to understand what it means the bed is too short on which to stretch out and the blanket is too small to wrap oneself in for the lord will rise up as at mount perizim 
he will be stirred up as in the valley of Gibeon to do his task, his unusual task, and to work his work, an extraordinary work. And now do not carry on as scoffers, or your fetters will be made stronger. For I have heard from the Lord God of hosts of decisive destruction on all the earth. Give ear and hear my voice. Listen and hear my words. Does the farmer plow continually to plant seed? Does he continually turn and harrow the ground? Does he not level its surface and sow dill and scatter cumin and plant wheat in rows? Barley is in his place and rye within its area. For his God instructs and teaches him properly. For dill is not threshed with a threshing sludge nor is a cartwheel driven over cumin. But dill is beaten out with a rod and cumin with a club. Grain for bread is crushed. Indeed, he does not continue to thrush it forever because the wheel of his cart and his horses eventually damage it. He does not thrush it longer. This also comes from the Lord of hosts who has made his counsel wonderful and his wisdom great. What a phenomenal chapter. Chapter 28. There we have some of the most profound prophecy in Scripture in the Old Testament. Here is where we understand that God is going to lay within Zion a cornerstone, a precious cornerstone, which we know is going to be Jesus Christ. He is the one that's going to, to bring about righteousness and justice. He is going to use justice as his measuring line. Righteousness is his level. And it says hail will sweep away the refuge of the lilies. It's interesting how it jumps into these analogies of the weather and the water, secret places. And those who have made a covenant with Sheol will not stand. And I have to wonder if those making a covenant with Sheol is not related at all to it now that we're towards the end of, of time when Jesus is going to come back and he is revealed and establish himself. If we're not looking at the tribulation period, and those who have aligned themselves with Lucifer and his pact, those who are in the, the world stage that are making their covenant with Baal and don't even recognize it, but who have their longing for the power and the secret knowledge, all the secret societies and all the people that essentially have made a pact with death. And if not seen that, he's then they're going to come and experience the, the chief cornerstone, they're going to experience righteousness, they're going to experience his judgment. They're going to find out that all they invested in is uh, was for nothing. And that they are now going to be in terror every day. Sheer terror, it seems. There's not going to be a bed long enough, a blanket long enough. There's, they're not going to find what they're looking for. They're not going to be covered. They're going to be exposed. Very, very interesting. Well, let's go ahead and finish up this morning. We'll pray and, and uh, ask God to bless this time and, and to ask him to give us understanding because these things, especially uh, these prophetic, Hosea uh, and Isaiah have some very deep prophetic things for us to understand in the New Testament and those, those things that we should be understanding. So, Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for guiding us, directing us for this time we have in your word. And we uh, are excited, God, to see all that you are doing and, and giving us the in the ins- the insights, God, connecting the Old Testament and the New Testament, finding out where these prophecies in the New Testament come from and how you use them and the context of them. So thank you for that. We ask you to bless those that are struggling. Pray for Juan Carlos that he gets, gets that uh, radiation treatment started, God, that it's able to start. 
that he's able to receive it and get and get healing from it as well as your hand moving upon him. Thank you for for Kim, uh, for Dean and their family, for little Abigail, or I should say big Abigail, that you would heal her body, God. Heal up and get, use those antibodies to get away, take away any infection, any of the viruses and the bacteria in her body. So thank you for this morning. Bless us as we go through this week, God, and use us for whatever purpose you see fit. We are your servants, God, and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, guys, we'll see you tomorrow at the same time. Invite people, let them know about the podcast, and we will keep, keep on feeding on his word every morning in manna for breakfast. All right, bye-bye.